This is the Media Week Industry Podcast from the people at mediaweek.com.au. Welcome to a new episode of Mercado and Manning. It's the big episode of the year, Andrew. Welcome. It's our uh, we're in person, one of the few times this year. So hopefully the audio will might be slightly better than um, what um, we've been able to achieve um, in some of our sort of more distant recordings this year. Um, best of the year. You wouldn't believe it. I was watching something and I thought it reminded me of something. So I thought I'll just write that down. And I went looking for a notebook (laughs) and I opened this notebook and found notes I'd been making from the start of the year for maybe the first four months of the year. And it was like, wow, there it is. And you've forgotten about it. I'd completely forgotten. I'd started to make a list because I'd stopped doing it. But yeah, it was like, right, okay, now we're cooking. I've got the list. We can do this. Yeah, my cheat was um, a watch list on IMDb, but you've got to remember to put it all in there. You know? Yeah. It's, um, it's easy to flick onto something and forget about it. But um, So that was my basis, and I did have a couple of lists, but all in different places. Yeah, all over the place. I know, <laughs> I know. So what we're going to do, we're going to go through the best of um, TV for the year. Then we'll have a look at um, the worst stuff. To come, and we'll also look at some. I guess it's new for us. It's movies, but made primarily for streaming services. Pretty much so. I mean, we're seeing that some of the movies get a week in cinema yep. just to make them eligible for awards. But pretty much, we're seeing a lot more movies being released straight onto streaming services. Okay. Well, no more time wasting. Let's get into it. What do you want to start with? Well, look, let's start with the Australian stuff. You know, I love my Australian drama, and how can we go past Mystery Road Origin? Such an incredible reboot of that franchise to move away from Aaron Pedersen playing Detective Jay Swan and restart it with Mark Cole Smith, and it was. So perfect. You know, the casting was so perfect. That story they told back in the late 90s, it was just so fantastic. Um, But, I mean, that's a very obvious choice, James, for the best Australian drama of the year. Yeah. So what I would like to say is that I actually thought that the surprise package of the year was Heartbreak High Okay. on Netflix. You know, I'm not the audience for teen dramas. <laughs> well, I think you might be. Well, look, <laughs> you, like you know, I do watch a few of them, but there's a lot that I don't finish. I like Sex Education. I watched Euphoria. Yeah. Um, they have to be really good to keep me to the end, and Heartbreak High was really good. And I think the greatest thing I can say about Heartbreak High is having watched all eight episodes, it absolutely surpassed the original I just thought that you could really see in this one that they were getting input from the actual you know um, market the teenagers that would be watching the show were fueling a lot of the storylines and we heard that great story after we switched off the mics when we did our podcast with the producer of Heartbreak High where I said as a throwaway line it was so great that I heard Nikki Webster singing Strawberry Kisses and, and Carly said to us, oh, well, that was the kid's idea <laughs> that, you know, they gave us some music ideas. So, you know, that kind of collaboration, it really worked. It really looked authentic to me. And I thought in terms of showing modern Australia today, Heartbreak High, fantastic. And also a big tick to More Than This, which was another high school drama that was on Paramount Plus that was created by two teenagers, Olivia Diebel and Luca Gracie, like, wow. Tef, 
kids making their own TV shows now instead sure. of having adults write high school dramas. It's just such a turnaround. You know, I take my hat off to them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, I'm with you on um, on um, Mystery Road. Loved it. Let's hope it's not the end of the franchise. Maybe they'll give it a little rest and because they have been movies and TV, so I'm just not sure, but I think they'll probably do something else. I just get the feeling. Um, so I loved it. Tuli Markle was sensational in it. Toby Leonard Moore, yep. one of my favourites from Billions, uh, an Aussie actor. He was great. And your mate Steve Bisley oh. uh, did a good job too. I think he was the police sergeant. He had, was, had yeah. The, yeah. And Mandy McElnerney, was it Mandy or her sister Hayley? Yes. Uh, just so fantastic. Yeah. Look, I, um, Heartbreak High, yeah, look, I loved it. Didn't make my list because I just... I felt, look, I've got to be honest, and the things I just didn't. I loved it. And there's a lot of shows I like that don't quite make this list. Yeah. That was one of them. If you're looking for my show of the year, it would have been True Colours, I think. Um, is it Rarawoy Hick? Yeah. Yeah. And it was made for, it was NITV. I think it maybe might be their first Australian original commission drama. Mm. It might have... Uh, Just so good. Yeah, you can watch it on SBS On Demand. It's it's kind of a shame that it came out around the same time as Mystery Road Origin because they were both telling similar stories. You know, when you have a, a crime story in an Aboriginal community, uh, you know, it's a shame they were so close together. Uh, but, look, it do- doesn't take anything away from it. I actually think SBS, James, and NITV is associated with SBS, so I'm going to put them under the whole umbrella here. I think they really punched above their weight here. It wasn't just that NITV did True Colours. I mean... SBS is also giving opportunities for young creatives to make shows. And, you know, A Beginner's Guide to Grief, which was this black, black comedy set around the death of a girl's two parents in suburban Adelaide, I think it was. Wow, it was so edgy and risky. And then, you know, we also had... I'm Fine, You're Fine, which was uh, a little suburban uh, psychiatrist uh, comedy that they did. And they're about to drop uh, a show called Latecomers, which is a comedy about two people with cerebral palsy wanting to have sex. I mean, these are really bold choices and commercial TV isn't going to make those shows but you know we could be seeing the future filmmakers of tomorrow because they're getting these opportunities on the public broadcaster I think it's really exciting yeah yeah is that have you got any other Aussies there and you'll yeah, look, I, I, finish yours off the yeah significant others I absolutely love that on the ABC um, you know I think that the ABC were a bit uh, off the mark this year. They did two shows I thought were pretty much the same show, Tropo and Savage River. They were both small-town murder mysteries and neither of them were very good and I don't understand why they keep making the same show over and over and over again. So I also loved Barons when it started, but it kind of went off the rails. And I did some research and discovered that this was a show that was always meant to film in Australia, Indonesia and the US and then because of COVID they had to film it all in Australia and gee it showed. 
You know, my problem with Barons as it went on was that the American locations looked like the northern beaches of Sydney <laughs> and the Balinese locations looked like the northern beaches of Sydney. And I, and I was sitting there watching and going, why are we telling this global story but filming it all in Australia? It just looks really fake and, and, and you lose yourself from the story. Sure. So it's a, it's a real shame that that came on them because it could have been a great show without that. Look, Underbelly Vanishing Act worked really well for Nine. Um, huge rating. I think it might be the hi- highest rating drama of the year. It might uh, beat Home and Away is. this year. I think it is, yeah. Um, well, I thought it was kind of funny. I mean, Underbelly Vanishing Act got to have its cake and eat it too. I mean, they came up with this scenario, this this alternate version on the, the Melissa Caddick character who was working on the side with a criminal played by Colin Friels, and they came up with this alternate scenario, and then they got to the end and went, well, of course that didn't really happen. <laughs> she just threw herself off the cliff and drowned. But then the last shot was her on the boat with her fake leg, you know, a luxury yacht. And I was like, well, it's just having your cake and eating it too, you know. But, look, people liked it and they watched it. Um, so those, uh, I think, were the best dramas of the year. But the other one I want to give a huge, uh, huge shout-out to was The Neighbours finale with that performance from Guy Pearce. I mean, the whole show was great. Um, it, it made me so emotional when I watched it. I was emotional for days after watching it. But that performance performance from Guy Pearce and the scenes he played uh, with his daughter, who had been a recurring character on the show, working behind the desk at Lassiter's, and she has Down syndrome, and they just wrote in that Mike was her father. I mean, wow. Uh, And I'm so glad that Neighbours is being renewed and it's coming back, because that finale uh, upset me so much. I didn't think I'd ever be able to watch it again. But now I can watch it and go, oh, this is so great, and don't get upset that the show's coming back yeah. in 2023. So, yeah, I just thought that was maybe the greatest finale ever in the history of Australian TV. Yeah, it was. Look, I'm, I haven't had a lot of time for Neighbours over the years. Um, but, look, it's that I, I loved every minute of that, uh, that finale. It was just fantastic. Um, I'm with you on Underbelly Vanishing Act. I, look, I at the time, I remember saying I didn't quite buy Kate Atkinson as Melissa Caddick. Look, since then, and I've got to know so much about Melissa Caddick, I think she was probably perfect, mm. you know. Um, and uh, keen listeners might find a couple of other shows I might have changed opinions on slightly, but time does that, you know. You get to the end of the end and you realise, well, maybe this show was better or not quite as good as I originally thought. So- well, this is the thing. We often make our choices based on the first two episodes and then as you then watch... It go to the end. You get yeah. to the end and go, oh, yeah, no, that was too long or that lost it somehow. So, yeah, yeah. You, you can change your mind. A shout-out to Barley, I think it was on Stan. Yep. Um, Richard Roxburgh, Rachel Griffiths, Ewan Leslie, Sean Keenan, uh, Saskia Archer. Um, just, yeah, just really good, good TV. Yeah. I, I would call it perfunctory. Right. It, it, you know, I don't think that I really learnt a lot from it. No. Um, I don't know that they quite dug in there to get some new stories we hadn't heard before, but still they did a good yeah, job. Yeah, just There's when no I think back, that. yeah, just it's just very strong in my memory. You know, in the years where a lot of TV you tend to forget some stuff and that one sort of just, uh, just stands out a bit for me. Two things I'll throw in here, because I think you could call them almost co-productions. The Tourist is the first one. Ah, uh, yeah. On Stan with Jamie Doran, Daniel McDonald, um, I think Shalom Bruni Franklin, yep. Damon Harriman. Um, 
that was I just really enjoyed that. I maybe need to go back to that. I really did not enjoy it. <laughs> um, and I watched the first two episodes and said, this is rubbish, I'm not watching it. But, um, you know, a lot of people really, really liked it. Uh, and maybe I should just let go of the reasons why well, I liked Jamie it. Well, Jamie Doran, I think, puts a lot of people off because he gets a bad rap. Right. Well, I don't dislike him. Well, I couldn't... But he's made some dodgy films. I just couldn't get my head around the fact that it was being shot like it was an American Western in the Australian outback. There were all these... There's not so much continuity errors, but I was like, why are they listening to um, an American radio station? Like, when the guy was driving his car, it was like an American DJ. I was like, what is this? This is meant to be a show about Australia. There was this Americanisation of it that annoyed me in the first two episodes. But maybe if I just let that go and go back and watch it. I never actually got to sing Damon Harriman in the show, and I know he was uh-huh. playing a baddie, and he doesn't play a baddie all that often, so I'll go back for Damon. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the other one I'll throw into that category is the Shantaram. Oh, yeah. Which was a bit of a co-pro, I think, So it had some, I think, some um, Australian funding money from the government bodies. True. Uh, went Very into true. that, so I think that sort of qualifies. And, that, and there's some... some Aussie actors, but interestingly enough, the lead, who was an Australian, was played by Charlie Hunnam. And I thought he did a really good job. He was brilliant. We're going to hear a lot more from him, I think. Oh, undoubtedly. He just drives that show like you wouldn't believe. Undoubtedly. Charisma galore. But, yeah, I loved Shantaram. I haven't finished watching it yet, but I really, really liked it. And I thought in a way that Barons didn't pull off their location shooting, Shantaram did. That, you know, shanty town on the back, that really looked felt authentic you know the money they spent this is the thing if you're going to do stories and set them all around the world you have to have the budget to make it believable sometimes here in australia we make this mistake of oh let's just get that actor they can do an american accent but you're looking at that actor straight away going well that's an aussie Mm. putting on their american accent (laughs) and look out the window that's the northern beaches of sydney who are we trying to kid here yeah yeah, no, he was he was just uh, fantastic in that. Um, Faisal, I think it's Faisal Bazi, who's an Australian actor, plays his Indian sort of colleague. He's yeah. he's sort of um, he's sort of a helper. Yes, but um, he's amazing. He he is such a scene stealer. That guy. Yeah, um, he was fantastic. He was in uh, Stateless. I think he's got a role in. Uh, significant others too. Yes, I think he does too. He's the yeah. uh, handyman. Yeah, the guy that's doing the renovations yeah. when the woman goes missing. And a French actor, Antonia Despla, Despla, um, who hasn't done a lot of other stuff, but she was like the love interest and the, yeah, um, she was great. Go between, yeah, she was. She was so great. good. Um, yeah, she, she's been in one episode of the Durrells, one episode of Victoria. So I haven't seen in much other stuff, but yeah. Just very memorable. And yeah, and of course there was another production plagued by COVID. I think they shut it down and everyone went away and then they came back and finished it. Thank goodness they did, you know. Yeah. that It's 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 a really great show, yeah. Apple TV+. Plus. Yeah, still running now. I think the dropping an episode a week, it'll run till I think towards the end of December. Yep. So, yeah, it's definitely worth catching up on. Okay, well, let's get into your – let's power through your, um, your international likes. 
Okay, well, I'm going to throw in a few documentaries to start okay, with. Okay, yep, do that. Um, uh, I want to give a big shout-out to the Australian Wars on SBS, which was, oh, yes. I think, the best Australian documentary I saw all year. But if we talk about the documentaries from overseas, I was uh, incredibly moved by We Need to Talk About Cosby on Paramount+. Plus. It was so interesting hearing that story of um, the black community talking about how shattered they were that their most iconic you know star had turned out to be a predator and I thought it was really interesting to look at those people and talk about seeing their childhood dreams shattered you know uh the Andy Warhol's diaries on Netflix was so amazing um but the documentary that stood out for me was the last movie stars on Foxtel and Binge you know this these these lives of Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward as made by Ethan Hawke with the participation of their real-life daughters. Wow, it, it made me love Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward so much and it made me love Ethan Hawke because you could just see his passion and his love for what he was learning about these human beings and I thought it was a really, really uh, special documentary and a very clever way of getting... George Clooney and Laura Linney and stars of today to narrate diary entries uh, from the real Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward. I just thought they it was such an unusual setup, but they pulled it off so well. It's just the most beautiful doc I've seen in a long time. It shouldn't work, should it? I mean, if you saw it on paper, you'd go, okay, so most of this is on Zoom. Yeah. Um, there's other actors voicing dialogue interviews yeah. that some of the stars have given. Yep. Um, you're going to see bits of the family and we'll have some clips of the movies. You know, really? But, well, it just comes together so but well. But those clips of the oh. movies, those two had made so many movies together. You could pretty much find a scene for anything that happened <laughs> in their real life. You could find a scene that kind of seemed to be mirroring yeah. it or and commenting on it. And they did, didn't it's they? It's almost it like they were, do, they were doing it deliberately. Yeah. Uh, Incredible. Yeah. No, fantastic. Um, yeah, no, I agree with you on all those docos. Um, yeah, no, they were they were brilliant. Did, did I put them? I just put the um, the only one, I guess, that really made my top 25 was Australian Wars yeah. and Newman and... Um, yeah, the last movie stars. The last movie yeah. stars, yeah. Okay, so there's my docos. Let's go to best dramas. I've been saying it all year. Nothing's changed. My favourite drama of the year was The Offer on Paramount+, Plus. the 10-part series on the making of The Godfather, Francis Ford Coppola's classic movie. I didn't want it to end. <laughs> I loved it so much. I mean, you know, you can see here that I'm a movie guy because I've picked The Last Movie Guys and The Offer. But, you know, when, when you like Hollywood and you're interested in it, but when you see something that's giving you so much more information about stuff you thought you knew but you don't know at all you know I, I loved it so much and my favourite British drama James was This Is England Mm. Foxtel and Binge, Kenneth Branagh as uh, Boris Johnson and telling that story about the COVID crisis in the UK. Wow, it was just so devastating and it was so recent and yet you were watching it like, I kind of vaguely know this, but of course we were so caught up in what was going on in Australia at the time, I missed a lot of that. So I found that really interesting. 
Um, if we go back to dramas, uh, I loved uh, this kind of back to the 70s vibe we had this year, whether it was Gaslight on Stan or Welcome to Chippendales on Disney Plus or Minx. I thought they were all great. As we moved into the 80s, I loved Angeline on Stan. I loved the second series of Physical on Apple TV with Rose Byrne. Um, and then if we look at real stories that were being uh, dramatised, Tom and Pammy on Disney Plus. Okay. I mean, Lily James was amazing <laughs> as Pamela Anderson. She was incredible. I totally believed it was her. When you see Lily James in other roles, you think, how could she have pulled that off? She did. Um, Anne, One Mother's Story on Foxtel and Binge. That was the one with Maxine Peake about the Hillsborough disaster and that quest to find justice for her son who'd been killed in that crowd crush it was so moving and then julia um foxtel binge now that was a show i watched the first episode of and said i didn't like and you made me james <laughs> go what are you talking about how could you not watch something with sarah Lan lancaster and i went back and of course stanley tucci was in it and uh bb um the girl from cheers yes it was fantastic foxtel binge julia and I'll also say, um, I also want to throw in here um, a very British scandal on Amazon Prime. I like that. Uh, the Gilded Age on Paramount Plus, it, it wasn't quite Downton Abbey, but still, Julian Fellows, I'm not going to not watch it. The Crown Series 5, you know, compared to everything else, it was still pretty great. Notre Dame on Netflix, the French miniseries, I loved that. Severance on Apple TV, the show that Rove McManus told us that we had to go back and finish. I did, and he's right. It was one <laughs> of the more unusual shows of the year there with uh, Patricia Arquette and Christopher Walken, and wow, can't wait for that to come back. Five Days at Memorial I loved on Apple TV, the story about a hospital after Hurricane Katrina. The Bear on Disney Plus was great about the restaurant. Um, somebody Somewhere, this little comedy about a girl living in a Texas town on Foxtel binge. It was so sweet. It's comedy drama. I'll throw in there. And look, I've got to put it out there. One of the shows that I could not stop watching was Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer oh, story. Yeah. I found it so disturbing, but I could not <laughs> switch it off. Um, so, yeah, look, I agree with maybe two-thirds of them. So there's a lot of crossovers. But there's I'll have to give you a, one spoiler from what's coming up later for your worst list. I looked through that and I thought, well, that's right. There's something I needed on my best list. And that was Pistol. Oh. Yeah. The Disney I, Plus story about the sex pistols. Absolutely. I didn't think it got yeah. there. No, I just, I, again, I just sort of couldn't stop watching it. Um, Toby Wallace played Steve Jones, the Pistols guitarist. Yeah. The series was based on his autobiography, so it sort of told his story. And the re revelation for me was his relationship with Chrissy Hine. True. I did not know that. That was amazing. Sydney yeah. Chandler was just outstanding. And what a scene stealer. I think she really st stole. Well, no, actually, that's not true because there was a lot of scene stealers. So I thought some really good acting. Um Anson Boone as John Lydon. I thought he was very good. Yeah. I mean, tough role to play it. I guess. How do you play John Lydon without yeah. looking like a sort of, I don't know, a, but he just he pulled it off, you know. Um, Maisie Williams as Jordan. Yes, yeah, she was you know, pretty good. It wasn't a huge role, but she was just, well, especially at the start, we commented on her. She crops up later working at the sex um, boutique. Um, 
as an assistant, um, and maybe she did a bit of design too, I'm not sure. Thomas Brady Sangster as Malcolm McLaren. Yeah. Wow. He was so good. Again, yeah. I would have found it a hard character to play because he was really larger than life. How do you... How do you bring that to life in a, in a drama? And he did. He played Benny Watts in The Queen's Gambit, where, again, he was brilliant. So, yeah, look, I, I really enjoyed that. I just got to the end of it and felt disappointed and let down in some way. I just felt that Danny Boyle wasn't at his best, that I felt... I don't know, I guess I felt that I wanted to know more about... that I hadn't found out stuff. When you think back to that movie, that 1988 movie, Sid and Nancy with Gary Oldman, and mm. it's just... I can still see scenes of it running in my head. It was such an incredible film. And I didn't think Pistol was as memorable as that. Maybe I'm being harsh, judging it up against that film. But uh, you're right, the performances were amazing. Yeah, look... Um I'm with you on The Crown. I'm a bigger fan the more I think about it. I I could really go back and watch it again. Dominic West, Leslie Manville. Jonathan Price copped a little bit of stick for his Prince Philip. He He got there in the end, Didn't like him, but I think... I heard someone else say, look, if you look at the mannerisms, the the way he portrayed, he did such a good job. And, of course, Elizabeth Debicki as... um, And I think we decided that, you know, Dominic West whilst not quite looking like Prince Charles, also had the mannerisms Again, down yeah, pat. Yeah, got, you got under the skin of him. Uh, Elizabeth Debicki is uh, Diana, brilliant on Netflix. Um, welcome to Chippendales. Wow. Uh, we talked about this just recently yeah. last week. That is so good. Uh, uh, Kumail Janajani, I think it is, Murray um, Bartlett. Bartlett and Julian Lew- uh, Juliet Lewis. Um, uh, that's just brilliant. So good, Disney+. Plus. Inside Man, look... You watch it for David Tennant and Stanley Tucci, but scene stealers, Dolly Wells and Lydia West, oh. you know, both brilliant in it um, on Netflix. I just, just love that so much. Lydia West is, is in so many incredible productions at the moment. Her, her agent is pushing her in the right direction. She hasn't put a foot wrong for years now. Yeah. Uh, Blackbird, another something else on Apple TV+. Plus. That was sort of a, a crime drama, if you like. Um, Taron Egerton goes undercover into a prison to help get off some crime he's committed. He does a deal with the um, with the sort of prosecutors. Uh, Greg Kinnear's in that, and Kiwi Robin Malcolm is in it too. Just look, really love that. Candy, Jessica Beal, wow. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Candy. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> yeah, just amazing. Uh, Jessica Beal. Um, JT, Justin Timberlake. Uncredited, yeah. I think. Uncredited, didn't yeah. get paid. Quite a significant role too as a detective. Yeah. Um, just amazing. And uh, Melanie Linsky as Betty, who was sort of Candy and Betty was the main relationship that falls apart. Um, Good year for Melanie Linsky. I mean, Yellow Jackets, everyone's loving her in that. And she was also in Don't Look Now, the movie that came okay. out just at the end of last year. Um, great to see her yeah, no, getting so fantastic. much work. Um, Sherwood, did you mention Sherwood? I didn't did mention Sherwood. Sure. I didn't finish it. Leslie Manville. Yeah. Well, blows it out of the the water again. Uh, David Morris is very good in this. He can be a bit sort of wooden and, and but he really suited the role. Alan Armstrong uh, was in that. I think it's on Foxtel or Binge. Suspect with James Nesbitt. Look, he churns these things out in his sleep almost, James Nesbitt. But look, I've, I've always been a fan. I think he's very good and there's a twist that you just don't see coming. And was this the one on SBS and there was an episode with Richard E. Grant? 
Was he in it as well, am I, or am I getting confused? I think, I think there were two very similar James Nesbitt crime dramas. Right. I haven't seen the other one, so maybe that was There was that. one with Jolie Richardson that was... It was this... Oh, actually, that might be. Was Is that... Are we talking about the same show? She was in the morgue, wasn't she? Was she a yes, they doctor met, they, in the morgue? Yes. It starts in the morgue with James Nesbitt, doesn't it? And yeah. I think and we find out the, that it's his daughter. Correct. Was Richard E. Grant in you know? it? Well, eventually he came in into it i didn't get to his episode but i was you know there was something about it that i just didn't like so i didn't keep watching it yeah yeah no it's very good and i just didn't see the uh, the twist coming at all and it was so. kind of a weird format it was like half hour episodes and it was quite unusual it was kind of like a Oh, it was kind of sometimes it'd be like a two-hander and yeah Anne marie duff was in it she was oh, she's uh, so good yeah wow yeah Yep. Yeah, eight episodes. Suspect. Yeah, Richard E. Grant, very yeah. well spotted, well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. didn't get to him, unfortunately, but yeah. Yes. Yeah. Made he... by Channel 4 in the UK. Yep, okay, okay. Now, Anne, um, Anne-Marie Duff was in something else I've forgotten to put on the list, the Mormons. Um... Oh, well, Anne-Marie Duff's always been one of my favourites because she was in the first, first series of... Uh, Shameless when it was a UK series, but she was also in Bad Sisters. Yes. Is that the one you're talking about? Um, Apple TV, which is on my list of the best comedies of the year. Right, okay, okay. No, no, but uh, I've got, yeah, I've got Bad Sisters as on my, I love that, couldn't get enough of that. Well, I thought it was more a drama than a comedy, but. Right. (laughs) Well, when Sharon Horgan's attached to something, I just automatically assume, even though there's going to be dark elements, yeah, it's going to have a sense of humour. She didn't really play it for laughs, though. I guess she? not. Yeah. I need to finish it. I haven't finished it. I've only watched two. But it's on my Christmas list. Uh, the Game, which I talked about a few weeks ago. Look, it's from 2014, but I only saw it this year. The ABC showed it this year. It's possibly been on before somewhere else. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, it's on iView still. Brian Cox plays a character called Daddy. Um oh. He's just fantastic. Victoria Hamilton's in that, who I think was the first Queen Mother in Crown. Right. I'm pretty sure. She's brilliant in this. What a shame they didn't bring her back for the last series of The Crown. She <laughs> Leave her alone. You're, just, you're that mean. S- that skinny that Queen Mother just, they had in series That is five. just mean. Can Too you just skinny. leave her alone? <laughs> and uh, Tom Hughes... Um, one of my favourite actors. And what has he just been in? I've seen. Oh, he's in. Um, what's the Western? The English. The English. He's in that too. He's fantastic in that. Emily Blunt, Amazon Prime. Um, yep, yeah, I agree. I loved uh, Anne with Maxine Peake. Yeah, just brilliant. Seasons of Gentleman Jack. I think second two series. Billions. Yeah. They were good. Yeah. Um, people. A lot of people went off billions. Oh, I didn't think so. I thought it's been seventy-three episodes. These were as good as. Earlier seasons, I thought. No Damien Lewis, but... HBO's definitely off Gentleman Jack. They cancelled it at the end of series two, so we're not going to get any more of that. I loved Anatomy of a Scandal, especially remember Michelle Dockery is the, um, I think, the prosecuting... Yeah. um, This is the Netflix series. Yeah, Yeah. wow, in the the court. Yeah. She was just brilliant, so hard, you know, so harsh. She was tough. Um, You didn't like this, I think, Marriage with Nicola Walker and... um, Sean, Sean Bean, Bean. Yeah, I, yeah, there was no way I was going to ke- finish watching that. I, it was just, it was. I just found it excruciating. It's like I don't need to see this. Yeah, it's no, just I, too I, real to life. I know it was great. <laughs> no, the acting was fantastic. I know that Nicola Walker's great, but I just looked at that and went, yeah. nah, nah. And Nicola Walker's hit rate. Look, Anika, yeah, uh, the split. 
Unforgotten, Last Tango in Halifax, yep. all in the last hit, few hit, years. Hit, well, hit, yeah, hit. yeah, yeah. Just makes good choices. Conversations with friends. I actually really enjoyed it, um, especially looking back even more so than maybe I thought at the time. Alison Oliver, Sasha Lane, Jemima Kirk from, um, was it Girlfriends? What's oh. the, um, um, but anyway, Jemima Kirk. She I don't is, think I watched this one at she's all. She's brilliant in that, sort of an Irish drama. Yeah, the Irish one, right. Yeah, no, um, I, no I haven't done sort this of at a, all. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's really good. I'm, I'm it's ba- it's another one based on a Sally Rooney novel, right? Yeah, because yeah. she did Normal People, which and you loved that too, yes. didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That when was, they made a TV series, that was huge. That's on Prime. You can uh, look that one up there. Conversations with friends. The Bear, uh, Jeremy Allen White. Um, well, that was fantastic. Yeah. I, I really found that compelling. A short episode, so yep. it was one I just wanted to power through. Couldn't stop. Disney Plus. Chloe um, didn't get a lot of. A lot of press, really off the radar for a lot of people. Erin Doherty, Billy Howe, who I really um, like a lot. That's on Prime Video. Sort of a, a sort of a, a, a crime drama about a stalker. It's um, it's really good. I just really love. Yeah, it. I totally missed that one. Wow. Um, everything I know about love. Again, look, I'm really not the audience for this one, but I just found it fascinating. It's um, UK columnist Dolly Al- uh, Alderson. It's based on her sort of autobiography. It's sort of a coming of age for, for young young people working in the sort of I think they're in the PR industry in London. Um, just 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 yeah, very entertaining. Emma Appleton, Belle Powdy, very strong as the sort of lead characters. Um, where are we? I think that's nearly everything. Look, oh yeah, look, I'm with you on uh, the offer. Yeah, ah, just brilliant. Miles Teller as producer Albert uh, Ruddy. Uh, Matthew Good, scene stealer as Robert Evans. Oh, <laughs> give him an Emmy. Yeah. That was one of the performances of the year. Yeah. He was incredible. Yeah, no, fantastic. So good. So yeah. good. And, yeah, look, I forgot about Julia, actually, because it was yeah. so <laughs> early in the year. But, yeah, yeah. That, that was brilliant. Wow. There's a few comedies I want to mention yeah, too because yeah. we've yeah. done so much drama here. Yeah. You know, I, I loved Reboot on Disney Plus, which was, you know, about a kind of a, a yeah, 90s sitcom that Johnny Knoxville and Paul Reiser. I loved it. I loved it. Um, uh, Our Flag Means Death on Foxtel Binge, the ones okay. about the pirates uh, the with uh, Reese Darby in it. Um, that was uh, pretty funny. I love the kids in the hall, Amazon Prime. They're in acquired taste. You have to have a Canadian sense of humour. Loot with Maya Rudolph on Apple TV Plus uh, was really great. And, yeah, I put Bad Sisters also on Apple TV Plus into uh, the comedies. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, that's pretty much our, um, our best list. Look at... Just quickly, a couple of things that we're both looking forward to. I'm not sure if they'll drop across the summer. I think they might. Happy Valley. Yeah. It's been six years. Come on, what's doing? I think we're close, right? I think we are very close. Well, unless they're planning to screen it in the UK for Christmas because we know that the UK... Uh, love. Yeah, it's a bit grim for Christmas. Well, oh, yeah, <laughs> but so, hello, look at what happens in a soap at Christmas. That's when they kill people off. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the English love grim 
for Christmas. It doesn't have to be cheesy Christmas movies. Um, and so, yeah, uh, I can't see when it's screening. Wikipedia tells me that filming's set to commence in early 2022. I presume it's in the can now. Um, when it's going to go to air, yep, yeah, watch I th- this I think space. we're very close. I see yeah. stuff dropping in... Um in um, radio times, yeah, about you've it, probably so got coming. time to rewatch series one and two because there's only twelve episodes. Mm. And given how much we both love it, it'd be yeah. a, a good refresher course, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, I, I could certainly sit through it again. And look, Stonehouse. I think that might be coming in January. I'm not sure who's going. What to is Stonehouse? Have it here. Um, husband and wife Matthew McFadden and Keely Hawes as um, John Stonehouse and his wife Barbara. I think I mentioned it maybe briefly a few weeks ago. Right. Um, But, you know, he was the politician that disappeared. Um, I think they find his clothes neatly stacked on the beach or something. Oh, okay. In Australia, on the beach, somewhere in Australia. In Australia? Yeah, I'm sure. I don't know about this at all. Um, I can't remember anything else in the story. But um, I just look love those two actors. Yeah, right. It's going to be amazing. Well, my Christmas watching at the moment is Colin from Accounts on Foxtel (laughs) Binge. You know, I've only watched the first episode. I loved it. I can't wait for that to roll out week by week. Um, That's the one written by Harriet Dyer and Patrick Brammel. And I see that the ABC is repeating Summer Love, as they should now that we're actually going into summer. Um, Summer Love, I thought, was a bit up and down. Mm. One week it'd be great. The next week it'd be like, yeah, not so great. Uh, but some of them were good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And just quickly on Keely Hawes, I see 10 promoting Crossfire, which is a short-run three-episode um, British drama. Yep. It's got a bit savaged in the UK, uh, some of the UK critics, but I, it looks interesting, you know. Yeah. So uh, watch out for that on – I think it's going to be on 10 and definitely be on 10 play. Look, that brings an, a, an end to this. Look, we're going to have a separate episode up also um, – we're going to look at some of the worst TV of the year. My favourite thing. <laughs> and then we're also going to look at some of the movies that were made for streaming yeah. services. So, look, thanks for your support through the year. If you uh, enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to follow us on your favourite uh, podcast platform. Um, and we'll do it again next year, Andrew. Sounds good.